You're listening to Like Nobody's Business, and I'm your host, Emily Castle. My clients call me a business strategist and leadership coach, but I'm also a published author, podcast host, and the founder of Woman Up. Since 2014, I've been helping women launch, scale, and lead sustainable, mission-driven businesses with intentional strategies that support the entire ecosystem of their work and life to thrive and regenerate again and again for the long haul while creating a category of one in their industries, innovating with purpose, and doing work that's deeply fulfilling. If you're a woman devoted to doing things differently, being disruptive in service of your mission, and you're ready to learn, grow, collaborate, cross-pollinate ideas, and work smarter alongside other women, founders, trailblazers, entrepreneurs, and business owners, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, love, and welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to share with you a quick solo episode today about dealing with unexpected setbacks in business. And there are a couple reasons why I want to share this. One is um, I have dealt with a couple unexpected setbacks in the past few weeks. And two, I know that we all struggle with this at times. And there are seasons in business where we feel like the reality versus the expectation are very far apart from one another. And sometimes it can be so frustrating and overwhelming when things just don't go as planned. It can feel like our entire goals that we set and the vision that we have are derailed and done in one fell swoop. So the question that I wanna pose for us today is how can we course correct? How do we become more resilient and able to flow with and accept what is in the process without giving up or hiding or overextending ourselves or settling or burning out in the process. It's a tall order, (laughs) but I think it's important because no matter how capable you are, no matter how wonderful your vision is, no matter how skillful, skillful your strategic planning process has been, no matter how awesome your team is, no matter how much research you've done, no matter how much education you have, like nothing makes us immune to our business inevitably facing challenges and setbacks, right? Since sometimes, well, all the time, this form of stressor is unavoidable. And so as entrepreneurs, we have to really choose whether to succumb to setbacks or to transform them into opportunities. And I think this all boils down to resilience and becoming a more resilient leader, becoming more agile in our process, becoming more um, capable of dealing with these challenges and more accustomed to it so that we don't get as knocked down by every wave that comes, right? That we learn to flow with what is. And I think the question is like, how do we build a business and become a leader who is resilient in the face of the inevitable setbacks and unexpected factors that arise at all times? (laughs) It's just 
endlessly comical to me because I'll have these moments of internal dialogue in my business where I'm like, oh my God, this is great. Everything's going well. It's so amazing. I'm on top of the world. I feel so clear. I feel so confident. I feel like everything is just firing on all cylinders. And then it could be literally the next day or a few hours later and something happens and I'm like, oh my God, that feeling was so fleeting. (laughs) That sensation was so quick, but I had it and I felt it. And now I'm back in a new phase of evolution. I'm back in a different um, moment or experience or emotion in my business. And it can feel like a bit of a roller coaster, but I think that really focusing on cultivating resilience is so, so important. So resilience is the quality of adapting and responding constructively to conditions that potentially pose challenges or difficulties for us. And although some people may appear to be naturally more resilient than others, in fact, everyone has the capability of cultivating more resilience. Resilience is not a magical power that is only granted to some people. Rather, it is more like a muscle that anyone who is willing can develop and strengthen. Resilient people do not have fewer difficulties than others. Rather, resilient people learn how to respond differently to potentially difficult situations. So there are three ways that people who are more resilient respond differently than people who are less resilient. And they are that they're One, that they're better able to distinguish true significant challenges that must be faced from temporary inconveniences or unnecessary distractions that can actually be ignored. So in that way, they're better able to distinguish like what is a real concern, what is a real threat, what is a real challenge versus something that it's just like an inconvenience or it's annoying or it's a distraction and we could actually afford to table it, put it on the back burner and ignore it because maybe it'll solve itself or maybe it'll um, someone else on our team will handle it better than we could or something like that. The second thing that resilient people do differently is that they are better able to view themselves as having agency even in the face of great difficulty, meaning we can see ourselves as having the power to act rather than being victims of adverse circumstances that are out of our control, right? So instead of throwing up our hands and saying, well, I guess that's the way it is. I can't do anything about it. And I don't know, I'm a victim. (laughs) Um, We're able to actually say, okay, how can I respond differently? How can I, what can I do? What is within my control to shift and change? Even though this thing that's happening, that's causing me stress is out of my control. And then three, they're better, better able to reframe difficulties as opportunities for learning growth and new, and perhaps even more beneficial alternatives. So looking at challenges, difficulties, things that come up, as roadblocks or barriers, as actually stepping stones toward learning, growth, development, pivoting, changing the way that we do things, improving our processes, what have you. Um, These resilience qualities are, I think, especially important for entrepreneurs because all new businesses and even established businesses, even those that are ultimately the most successful, will eventually experience challenges and setbacks and 
how you as the leader of your company respond to those setbacks will often make the difference in determining the degree to which you, your team, and your business thrive. So even if you're doing everything you're supposed to, you hire a dream team, you build an outstanding company culture, you build excellent relationships with your key stakeholders, investors, clients, does that mean that you and your company will never experience a setback or stress no, of course not. A hundred percent of all people in every company experience stress and setbacks, every single one. So, you know, at some point, Apple experienced stress. At some point, um, the owner of Spanx experienced stress. At some point, <laughs> there were setbacks in every single company, right? And we know that. We can hear that listening to any founder's story ever. And oftentimes those moments of challenge or unexpected things or things not going as planned or, you know, challenges that we didn't foresee actually lead to the most innovation or the most important change that we didn't even know that maybe we weren't aware of beforehand. Um, and so I have a couple things that I would recommend in order to become more resilient in your business as a female founder. So this is so important because again, every business is going to experience setbacks. We're going to have challenges. We're going to have stress. We're going to have things that don't go as planned. And I want to share before I share with you a couple of recommendations, <laughs> I want to share with you how I've been experiencing that lately. So, First of all, I had to get my wisdom teeth removed, all four of them. They were all impacted. If you have a dental trauma, this is a trigger warning, skip ahead. Um, but I had all four wisdom teeth removed. I literally thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this completely right. I'm going to do everything within my control to not get dry sockets, to... Um, have the best healing possible. I like consulted with a functional medicine person about like, what do I need to eat considering I can only follow a soft diet and like what nutrients do I need and what, how much protein and all this stuff, what's the best source. So I like had all my stuff lined up nutritionally. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to heal really well. I had my surgery on a Friday morning. I cleared my schedule that day planned to have the weekend to work or to rest and not work and not have any distractions just to focus on healing, take my medication appropriately. Like I was like, surely by Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to be golden. Maybe I'll be a little bit in pain, but like, I'll be great because I did everything right. No straws. Like there are all these little random rules that you have to follow if you haven't yet had that experience. So um, the doctor was like, okay, so, or the oral surgeon had told me when I went in for a consult before having my wisdom teeth removed that like, okay, so like the root of your tooth is close to a nerve. So you may not have, um, you may lose sensation in like your lower lip and chin and whatever, like maybe into your jaw for, like it could be a couple months after the surgery if we hit that at all. So I was like, okay, sounds fine. <laughs> this is a risk I'm going to have to take. I did need to get them removed. So I was like, okay, whatever, let's go. So I go in, have the surgery, did great, got knocked out, 
for the whole thing was pretty good was very swollen all weekend but like again icing healing taking medications as prescribed like doing well healing then on monday tuesday i was like okay i feel a little bit better <laughs> like i could actually get through some coaching calls i felt like i was on the up and up and i that friday i hosted a meetup like i was feeling pretty good then the next week rolls around and i'm thinking i'm in the clear i haven't gotten the dry sockets i'm good great okay then i start feeling like really tired and I couldn't keep my eyes open past like 8.15 p.m. a couple nights in a row. And at the same time, I felt like there was this pain in my jaw and like my right side of my face was just kind of like swollen still and actually getting more swollen versus less. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? This seems strange. So I called the oral surgeon and I said, you know, is this normal? And they said, come back in. We want to check you out and just make sure everything's good. They said, okay, we have to remove this one stitch. Maybe that's causing some irritation. If that doesn't fix it in the, for the next couple of days, like come back in, we're probably gonna have to like, you know, reopen this cause it's probably infected and like clean it out and then have you, you know, start the healing process again. And I'm like, okay, surely, I won't be, I won't have an infection. That was probably it. Like, I'm like too hopeful. I'm like, okay, great. I probably won't, you know, have a big problem. Like maybe this will resolve itself. Well, it didn't. And I had to take off of work for like almost three whole days and not have any client sessions. I had to reschedule everything. It was like kind of really, I just couldn't. Like my body was so tired. I felt like I was fighting off an infection, which I ended up that ended up being the case. So I had to reschedule a lot of stuff. I have a, an all day video shoot again for my branding team that I'm working with on Tuesday of the following week. I am trying to coordinate everything and also take care of clients and also do all these other things behind the scenes and in front of the scenes and all the things <laughs> had another meetup like this whole thing so i had to schedule the surgery for thursday morning go in have this whole thing i should have been knocked out i wasn't it was very traumatic it was weirdly painful even though i was numb i had like trauma shakes after i drove myself and then that night i had i, I had a meetup on the books that i had sold tickets to and i was like committed to showing up for so i was hopeful that i would feel better Good news is that pretty much like a couple hours after that second surgery, I was feeling a lot better. I could feel that the infection and the inflammation was going down and I felt the swelling going down and not a lot of pain. So that was all good. And I went to the meetup. I even had a session that day, which I didn't plan to do, but I was feeling okay. So I went for it. And then, <laughs> um, then I just had a, this huge pile of things that I hadn't gotten to. Like right now I'm in the midst of taking a course through Cornell virtually that um, is all about women's entrepreneurial leadership. And I was behind, I had to ask for an extension on that. Um, I had to 
coordinate models and wardrobe and shoot locations and confirm them and all this stuff for the video shoot for the Woman Up brand and content on Tuesday. Um, I'm house sitting at the same time and dog sitting for a friend. So like there was all that, those logistics, Easter was thrown in there just like a lot. And then not being, and then having to go back to like a soft diet again after being like, what can I even eat at this point? <laughs> it's satisfying after being on that for like a week and a half plus. So needless to say many, um, unexpected setbacks that, then bled into other things and created a lot of overwhelm. And I'm just noticing and witnessing my own process as I move through that. And, you know, sometimes we're just going to have to make changes and be a little bit flexible and put our health first and put ourselves first um, so that we can then take care of others and do our best work. And, um, <laughs> uh, I think there are some things we can do preventatively and in terms of actually building resilience into the way that we show up before a challenge happens so that we have the tools and the skill set to deal with it when it does, because it inevitably will. So here are five things that I think are really helpful to have in place or to practice or to just make a habit of doing so that you can become a more resilient leader and build a more resilient business. So the first thing is getting ahead of the change by actively innovating and disrupting yourself and your business versus waiting for an external circumstance to bring change or force you into a pivot in response or reactivity to that external factor. I think this is a big one that doesn't get a lot of airtime in the entrepreneurial space because so many people are so concerned about following and keeping up with industry trends. We're so concerned about building the best like photography business and going to mentors who are going to teach you in your industry silos instead of focusing on identifying the gaps that exist in your industry instead of focusing on creating a category of one and really focusing on like actively disrupting and innovating before it's necessary. That's how we create trends instead of follow them or uphold them. That's how we actually create a business model that is innovative, is unique, is distinct, feels different, is moving change forward, right? It's how we create anything interesting and anything different and anything novel. And so I think this practice is really, really important. And there are plenty of ways you can be doing that. Hey, love, it's me, Emily. I'm interrupting this conversation to let you know about the Woman Up community membership because I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And I'm pretty sure you will be too once you understand all that's available to you inside this membership. So inside our annual membership community for female founders devoted to doing things differently, we have a monthly schedule of virtual events exclusively for members, including a deep dive training on a relevant topic for your business and leadership development with me, a helpful tool or tutorial or template to help you streamline the backend systems in your business, a virtual members 
happy hour to gather socially with fellow disruptors from across the globe who you wouldn't meet otherwise, mini trainings from members on their areas of expertise so you can learn from each other, and so much more. We are constantly adding features and tweaking things to make sure that this is the best possible experience for you and responding to what our members need in order to create new features and opportunities to collaborate and connect with one another. Plus, if you live locally to Charleston or you'd like to come visit, members get first access to in-person meetups and special members-only events like our Intimate Disruptor Dinner series. We also have a super active and engaged community where questions are being answered, solutions are being generated, challenges are being solved, aha moments are taking place, ideas are coming into form, collaborations and referrals are happening, members are hiring each other, and opportunities are endless between you and other members in both business and beyond. Our streamlined all-in-one pl platform makes keeping up with the latest events and conversations and your requests for support so easy and fun to use. You can even download an app to use on your phone or you can access via a desktop version. Um, it's really, really amazing. And this is a change that we've made in the start of 2023. So this is new and really exciting. You can even post in our new VA on-demand space inside the membership to get access to hourly work from vetted, professional, highly qualified virtual assistants who are ready and available to support you with getting items off of your to-do list, moving projects forward, and staying on track in your business without having to go through the interview process to make a new hire or take on a recurring investment in your business to be able to hire a VA on a consistent, ongoing basis, which is fantastic and something I've never seen done before, but we are pioneering it in partnership with one of our members who owns an amazing VA and OBM agency called Her. It's not uncommon for members to make back their investment almost immediately upon joining when they truly lean into all the support available inside this membership community. Whether you're looking for a referral or something for something in your business or you're excited to be more consistent in your action, or you're just looking to connect with a vibrant community of fellow multidimensional and dynamic leaders, this experience is for you no matter what season of business you may find yourself in. I've never personally identified as a membership person, but this virtual community is so much more than a typical membership program. It's really a space for innovation, inspiration, intuition, and intentionality to be amplified amongst the most amazing women I've known on on the internet. I genuinely get so excited when I see messages come through in our circle community, even though I had no idea how to use this or <laughs> what platforms existed to create the experience that I envisioned and needed when I was in the earlier stages in, of my business and even now to connect with the right people and resources and tools that really help move things forward on a consistent basis. So if you haven't joined us yet, what are you waiting for? I promise you'll feel right at home, welcomed in with open arms, and really nourished by all the support available to you immediately upon joining us. And as a podcast listener, you're invited to join us inside the Woman Up community and save an additional 15% off our annual membership. This is a big deal. When you enter the code podcast at checkout, you can head to womanup.co slash membership. We've also linked it in the show notes for you, wherever you're listening to this conversation to learn more and get all the details and see everything that I shared with you laid out visually. I can't wait to see you and support you inside our community so we can navigate the nuance of entrepreneurship and the inevitabilities of evolution with more ease together.
Now back to the show. I think a, an easy practice is to just check in every once in a while and say like, okay, what could I be doing differently? And also make space on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on a, you know, as, as often as possible, as often as is realistic for you to have some market research conversations, to really do a little industry scan and see like what's happening what's not working what are people not loving what are the things that are frustrating what are the things that i'm so sick of seeing on social media that i don't want to replicate and i don't want to be part of the noise like you can be asking yourself those questions at all times whenever you're doing anything in your business really but keeping that as the sort of lens through which you're seeing and making decisions can be really helpful because that helps you to build something that is so distinct that people love that works really well that creates a different solution um, to a problem that actually exists for people versus just asking a question like how can I be a six-figure photography business owner right really asking better questions better quality questions is going to get us better quality thinking and therefore better quality action and better quality results so that's the first thing that I think is so important. The second thing is a practice called name it to tame it. And when it comes to stressors, a lot of times it can feel like just a big ball of overwhelm, like a ball of yarn that's all tangled up, right? And I think for me, and I'm sure for most of us, we kind of reach this critical mass, like this critical tipping point where like we're fine and we're handling it and we're going through the motions and we're doing the things and we're performing or, you know, we're managing it well. And then all of a sudden we aren't. And this is a practice that I think could be really helpful for us, which is just to, at the beginning of every week or any time you feel overwhelmed, just pausing, getting out a blank sheet of paper in your journal or in a notebook or on a sheet of paper or whatever, on a napkin if you're out at lunch, like grabbing a pen and a blank sheet of paper or a whiteboard or whatever, and just writing down everything that's causing you stress right now, everything that feels overwhelming, everything that you're like, this is what I need to do. Um, and then review that list and look at like, what is actually yours to do? And what is actually helpful? Where would your energy be best spent right now versus what's something that maybe isn't that urgent, might go away on its own, can be on the back burner for like a week, is not pressing. Maybe you could delegate it or maybe somebody else will resolve it better than you can. And then focus on tackling those priority things that are only that only you can do and that are actually very important. So many times it can feel like we're just carrying so much. And as women, especially, we're carrying a lot of the emotional labor, the emotional load for our friends, families, selves. We're thinking about those things a lot more. So this is really important to have a practice and a go-to like stop, drop, and write <laughs> moment to just name and tame some of those stressors that can arise, especially in a moment where an unexpected set setback occurs so we can reframe and kind of re reorient ourselves to what's most important right now. The third thing is to be solution focused and remember that everything is figure outable. Um, Marie Forleo put out a book a couple years ago 
called everything is figure outable. And I just love that word <laughs> so much because it's so true. And it's so important for entrepreneurship to keep that in mind. There are so many scenarios that seem like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? Like poop sandwich. And I had a situation like that last week with this meetup that I was putting on a live event in Charleston um, for women entrepreneurs to meet and gather and connect and collaborate and cross pollinate ideas. And they're so fun. They're usually very casual. We pick a spot and we go, you know, um, and I get a call when I'm on in the car driving on my way there. And I get a call from the manager at the place we're supposed to meet. And he says, um, hi, we need to talk about your event. And I'm like, okay, what do we need to talk about? Because I'm on my way. There are probably 10 women meeting me in five minutes. So what, what is there to talk about? <laughs> and he's like, you can't do that here. You need to have a contract with the venue, blah, 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 blah. Even though we have hosted a meetup at this venue before, but okay. And then he says they're under construction. They have really limited capacity. They're very full right now. Like they can't accommodate us. And I could have in that moment, like freaked out, gotten angry, been upset, had a panic attack because all the other things that had happened that day, including my second oral surgery and like <laughs> just everything, so many unknowns, um, so many like wait and see and find out things had occurred that day. And instead I said, I took a breath and I said, okay, well, here's the situation. I'm going to be there in five minutes. I'm on my way. Um, there are about 10 people registered. So I'm assuming they might show up too. What do you propose we do about it? And what is a solution? Do you have an alternative spot you'd recommend that's within walking distance that would be an okay alternative like do you do you know of a place that's nearby that could accommodate us most likely and he was like yeah actually there's a spot next door um and I said okay great can you just tell everybody if they come in like that's where we'll be and to come meet us there please and thank you also sorry I didn't realize that we've done it before um won't happen again <laughs> um and he was like, yeah, no problem. That sounds great. I'll let them know. And then, you know, lo and behold, I get there and there's a little gathering of them already and everything's fine. And we kind of go with the flow. And I think this is a really important thing for us to recognize in our leaders also. Like part of me felt like, oh my gosh, I hope that they don't think I don't have my stuff together. And like, this is kind of a bad first impression if it's their first time meeting me and whatever. And I think it's really beautiful almost as an opportunity to see that people that organize things or lead things for us or that we look to for support are also human and like things happen. And none of us are immune to that. And I think it's a really good lesson and a really good experience to be like, hey, I'm human too. And this happens and we roll with it and we adapt and it's not a big deal and nobody needs to get like upset, bent out of shape or whatever. And we'll figure out an alternative solution. Um, so remembering that everything is figure outable also helps those you lead to remember that in times of stress or overwhelm or unexpected setbacks as well. And when that's the energy of the culture that you create in your business, 
and you know, in your family or in your friendships, whatever, it's a much better scenario for everyone, right? To not, to not be defensive or upset or like feel totally discouraged by anything that might go wrong. We can just expect that it will and know that we are going to be solution focused and remember that everything's figure outable in the face of unexpected challenges or setbacks. The fourth thing is to be accountable. And I find this, you know, obviously we aren't accountable for all the things that happen that are unexpected. But there are things that are probably impacted that we are accountable for or to that just need to happen. And so we have to like figure that out (laughs) as we go, right? Um, And so that might mean that your actions, right? Like maybe, so I'll give an example. So in the case of my um, emergency, like wisdom tooth second surgery, I was still accountable for hosting and like putting on a shoot, a photo shoot, a video shoot all day because my photographer's or videographer's flying in on Tuesday and like it just had to happen. And like I had planned and invited people to an Easter brunch that like I wasn't going to move because that was going to be really good for me (laughs) mentally um, and emotionally. So, you know, I was still accountable for those things. It means that I needed to continue to show up regardless of the unexpected challenge that came. And I'm sure that we all have things like this where I want to be able to be a person that people can rely on, who they can trust, who has integrity, whose words match my actions. And there are some things that just can't be moved, right? Because of an unexpected setback. So um, I think it's important that even if we can, if we can follow through, that we are accountable. And if we can't, that we really clearly communicate about why. Like today, I had to reach out to um, models and my branding team. The other day, I had to reach out to them and say, hey, I know you haven't heard from me. And um, here's why. This is what happened. And also, like, I'm committed to getting XYZ to you by this day and time. Sorry, it's late. I just didn't want you to think that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't here or I'm not going to show up or whatever. And then for models and collaborators for the shoot, it was like, hey, I'm sorry that I haven't gotten this to you sooner. I'm waiting on locations to be confirmed. um, And my timeline shifted because, you know, I had some complications with my wisdom teeth. And I've been out and I'm a little behind and I'm very sorry if that's caused inconvenience, but like, here's what the plan is. Let me know if you can't. Um, Very sorry, you know, and I think the, the thing that a lot of people can fall into or the trap that a lot of people can fall into is just to like over apologize and never really make a promise about what you're going to do about it, right? Like, and I think that's the key thing about accountability. It's not just saying, I'm sorry, but it's saying like, 
really sorry you're having that experience or like, here's what happened. Here's the context. And here's what I'm doing to fix it or to course correct or to make it right or whatever. And this could be applied to, um, you know, a client relationship. It could be uh, an employee relationship, whatever. But resilience, I think, includes being accountable and not hiding from problems, not putting our head in the sand or pretending they didn't happen or getting mad or blaming someone or something else. Just saying like, you know what, here's what happened. I'm going to be transparent in my communication and like, let you know what's up. And, you know, I will deal with whatever the fallout of that is and figure it out from there. The fifth and final thing is to know your VIPs. And in this case, VIPs stand for very important projects. In my leadership mastermind, we do this quarterly. We figure out what's really a priority in the business. What are the two, one to two core VIPs, very important projects that you are working on each quarter of the year so that your focus is honed in on what actually matters and everything else is like a nice to do or a nice to have. Um, and then you can communicate that for your whole team or anybody that you're working with, any contractors you might hire. Everybody's vision can be aligned and it's all hands on deck for that very important project for the quarter. Um, I think this really helps to one, prioritize, but two, focus in terms of what, where your time and energy and attention and most valuable resources, money, et cetera, are going each quarter of the year and to be able to stick to that and to be able to come back to it as an anchor point when unexpected things happen. And still you can adjust the plan, the way that you get there, the process, but we know this is still the goal. This is still the intention. And having that so clear and coming back to that as an anchor point, we also do a whole exercise around like mapping out um, your project and project management of it and delegation and tasks and phases and all that stuff in the mastermind on our virtual quarterly retreats, which is so, so helpful. But if you're not in the mastermind, what you can do is just get super clear on what is the one project, one or two, that I am actually focused on this quarter and what do I need to do to come back to that, to get back on the horse after an unexpected setback? Maybe I need to shift a deadline. Maybe I need to delegate more than I expected. Maybe I need to find a day to just like move everything, clear my schedule and tackle this thing that's now, you know, that now I feel behind on. But knowing what that very important project is for each quarter or you know, one to two of them is going to help you to bounce back faster because you already have a plan. You have that strategically mapped out to know what should I be focusing on again after life hands you like a shakeup of some kind that can be really disorienting, overwhelming, and kind of have you lose focus or not really know where to put your time and attention again. Um, yeah. Okay. So those are the things. Um, this is a little longer than I had planned, but I hope that this is helpful for you to hear. And I hope that this is helpful for you to apply to your own business. And um, if you would love more tips and <laughs> things like this, let me know. Shoot me a DM and let me know if you loved this solo episode. 
um, you can DM me at womanup, W-M-N-U-P, or at Emily Castle Official. Those are linked in the show notes for you for ease, so you can just click and shoot me a DM. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear any other topics you'd like me to chat about. And just know that this month inside of the Women Up membership, I am hosting a training for members on um, essential leadership skills for evolutionary entrepreneurs. And I would love to have you join us. You can check out all the details about what's included in membership and what it means to become a Women Up member at the link in the show notes. And we'd love to see you inside. We'd love to have you and welcome you into our community. We are really excited about opening up doors to enroll more members this month. And we are especially excited to see you, meet you, chat with you, welcome you into the community. If you're someone who is um, in the social media industry, who is in legal or bookkeeping or accounting um, or finance and investments for women, we are really excited to collaborate with you, meet you, um, as well as other industries as well. But those are some that have come up in the last couple of weeks um, from members inside of the Women Up community who are like, I need a referral for this. Or does anybody know a great person who does this? And it's funny that like, so few of us actually do know somebody that we'd trust who holds the same values for, um, and who, you know, we've had a, a positive experience with in some of those industries and fields. So if that's you, um, send me a DM at woman up and just say the word member and we can chat about it. And super excited to connect with you and see who might be joining us this month in April. Okay. Hope you're having a great day and I will talk to you again next week. Very excited to be back on the mic now that I can talk and not have chipmunk cheeks and actually move my mouth and not be in pain. So yay, <laughs> progress. All right, loves, talk to you soon. Keep your mind wide open. Keep your soul alive. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Like Nobody's Business. So, what did you think? I hope you found this episode absolutely enlivening. If you loved it, I'd be so, so grateful if you'd help me spread the word by sharing this episode with a friend or a loved one you know would feel supported and encouraged by this too. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you won't miss an episode. It's also infinitely helpful to me and to my team if you take a moment to rate and review the podcast so that other trailblazers like you can find this resource, know it exists, and step out of struggle and into more ease. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today and for taking this space to receive nourishment for your greatest vision. And in case no one told you this today, you are wildly brilliant, beautifully wise, and radically trustworthy.
keep shining your light so that all of those who need what you're here to share with our world can see, feel, and experience your unique medicine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll talk to you soon. Like nobody's business.